I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go. So, prior to this recording, um, I was telling Ashley I had stopped at the mall today. Oh, shit. You okay? It's been a day. I'm having an adult beverage. Oh, is that what the, that beer cracked? Like, it sounded like someone's neck. So, that's why I was like... Because normally when you hear, like, it's usually like a pop, but it sounded like a slow crack, like someone, like, doing chiropractic, like... It got stuck on my fingernail. It it kind of hurt, actually. You okay? <laughs> I mean, we might have to amputate, but I think I could wait till the end of the podcast. No, legit, are you, you're not cut or anything, are you? No, I'm fine. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> no, that's fine with adult beverages. Well, earlier today, I was at the mall, and someone is ordering food, and this is a ways away, so I'm not, like, on this person, but I'm like... I see your Tarasenko jersey, and I'm like, that's not an Islanders jersey. Looking at the colors, like, holy shit, someone is in Long Island, and it's not me wearing, like, a blues jersey. And I'm talking not even, like, a, like this jersey is crisp. Like, this guy <laughs> legit, like, treats this jersey like it's a suit. I don't know why he's ordering it at the place he was ordering from, because it's very messy. But <laughs> to wear that jersey to eat the food he was eating or ordering is amazing. And I'm just I was imagining somebody trying to eat like at the pizza sabaro in a jersey. Oh no, it was like the the Chinese spot, like, and I know which one it is. And I'm not trying to talk shit, but there's two of them in the this food court. One of them is the a little inferior bit more, option. Yeah, one of them is definitely better than the other one, but this one was like the more like basically it reminds me of like the Chinese spots back home, which I love. It's like super greasy. Yeah, you know, you're definitely. You're definitely going to feel it, but it's tasty as hell. So I respect his choices, but the confidence he had, because I would not be eating anything wearing that jersey. Like, I would take the jersey off and, like, put in, like, a vacuum seal. Like, I would be shirtless <laughs> eating Chinese food in this food court. And people would just be like, ill, gross, but I'm like, look. <laughs> I'm not going to disrespect Tarasenko like that. Security rolling up like, um, sir... This is a health code violation. You need you need to have some sort of top covering on, please. I know the security guard. His whole hair situation <laughs> is a health violation, but <laughs> ah, we love a man from Long Island. <laughs> so Ashley had mentioned because it's like seeing someone in a blues jersey on Long Island. It's like all right, well, between that and the Islanders, to which Ashley had said it wasn't the Rangers, which was going to lead me to the rant. Of being like, I'm not going to say fuck you, Rangers, only because, well, I mean, as a as a Devils fan, that's just kind of just understood. Right. But also, they made Tom Holland and Zendaya upset. Okay, so I, I saw that they went to a game, but I didn't see anything about it. They went to a game, and they wore jerseys with each other's last names on the back of them. Aw, that's so cute. And they lost. <laughs> I mean, shit happens. It's not their fault. Spider-Man and MJ showed up to your hockey game. And I understand they hadn't played in a while. So, you know, I'm not trying to, like, talk shit because I I know it's a whole thing. But Spider-Man is in your arena. The best, the the, the least you could do is at least win the game. Right? Turn out. And they were so disappointed. And, like, Tom Holland's like, look, I already saw the box office goes for Uncharted. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the movie's been out for like five days. Be nice. And it's the number one movie in America, but it's also like to say that that movie's the number one movie in America is like saying that like the Dallas Cowboys are like the top of their division. Well, and like in in this day and age, you know, with with the troubles and all the the p word stuff, like not I, I haven't been to a movie theater since fucking probably twenty nineteen. 
uh, Spider-Man did gangbusters. Like, it was sold out multiple places during the P-word. Yeah, but that's Spider-Man. I understand that as far as, like, video game nerds are concerned, like, Uncharted is a whole thing. But, like, if you're, you know, my mom's not going to see the Uncharted movie. But it's like, Tom Holland, okay, he's cool. He's doing his Indiana Jones-style thing. But it's like, Tom Holland, and who's, who in the year of our Lord 2022 is going to be like, yo, I, I cannot wait to go see this Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> Um, the other Wahlbergs. No, Donnie is like, yo, I, I was good until this Blue Bloods money dried up. So, but oh even so, God. I am not going to see Boogie Nights two, Dirk Diggler's Revenge. <laughs> Coming soon, by the way. I, I'm putting Boogie, that out into the world. Boogie two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> two Boogie two nights. <laughs> oh man, yeah, their family's trash, just as a whole. No, but wait, are we canceling Donnie too? I thought he was good, or is he? I thought he was better. Oh. No, I I thought from what I recall, <laughs> numerous members of the Wahlberg family have been accused of some pretty uh, fucked up shit. Wait, I, no, hold up, don't tell me this. This is not. This is this is gonna. This this is not the energy for the cold open. Don't tell me Donnie's on some on some mess. I'm not. I'm not saying names. Mostly because okay. I don't remember. <laughs> I know for a fact Mark Wahlberg is like a fucked up piece of shit. Well, but. I mean, this is the same guy who, okay, now we're getting into some, some dark territory here, but wasn't this the same guy who said that he would have stopped both, like, one of the nine, like one of the hijackings from 9-11, like, if he was on a plane, and, like, uh-huh. then, of course, the whole movie with the, the unfortunate um, marathon uh, attack, like, it was it was getting a little weird there. Um, <laughs> And then the other was the, the, the oil tanker thing. Wasn't that like another one of those? But like, he was doing like a lot of these weird, almost wish fulfillment movies of, because there was that that story where he was saying that he would have like stopped that plane from crashing, you know, if he was on it, which was like, wow, that's that's really bad. But then there was like a whole, just a bunch of movies where it looked like he was just doing that thing of, hey, there's this incident. The only one who could say it was is Mark Wahlberg. Like he was just trying to act out. It was me. A white guy. But it's also Mark Wahlberg. It's not With even a gun. like... I, I, I hate to say it, but like if it was a, that movie and it was like Matt Damon doing it, I'm not saying it would have been okay, <laughs> but I'm saying is I would have believed it a little oh, bit better. Oh, man. This Mr. Cryptocurrency himself. <laughs> oh, man. Oof. I've been staring at spreadsheets for like the last 10 hours, bro. I It's it's about Oh, no. This is going to be the greatest episode you've ever done. Let's hit the theme song. <laughs> Listening to Talking Like a Team, the podcast we have a tendency to rush back into our past. Um, I am Derek Wibley from Sum 41. And I'm Tom DeLong's mom. <laughs> I'm not Tom DeLong. I could definitely be Tom DeLong's mom. <laughs> hey, Ma. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, speaking of Tom DeLong, I want to point out something, and I think this is actually leading into something that I don't 
think I intended to talk about, but it just sort of happened given like the last events, like the last couple of days. Yeah, sure. Um, so a couple of like this is last week. I had just because uh, Eileen had an appointment and I was walking with her. We went to go stop to get coffee. We're walking. She gets her appointment. I basically walk back, head to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to confess this. And I know this is going to like hurt you because I know how you feel about this. And anyone who's listened to past episodes will probably also be hurt. But I also believe in transparency and honesty. <laughs> Hashtag I'm listening and I'm learning. But This is a safe space. <laughs> is it? Because I didn't tell you what it was. All right, well, we'll find out how safe this space is. A song popped into my head, and I'm like, I need to listen to this. So I put on Spotify, and I played it. And that song was The Adventure by Angels and Airwaves. (laughs) This is a safe enough space for that. I don't know. That laugh was like, oh, I would hit you if you were nearby. Nah. Uh, Angels and Airwaves is definitely... Uh, has not been, nor has ever been, my personal vibe. But I I get it. It's a little it's a little too you know moody for me and stuff. Considering the the whole we tore into the hat on that Blink Ready Two episode, and <laughs> don't get don't me wrong, like it. I'm not a fan either. But I think the adventure was a good first single. And as someone who really liked Boxcar Racer, which I was like, I would rather have more Boxcar Racer than like. And I understand that's Tom. You know, I feel like reconciling his past kind yeah. of thing but the adventure is not an awful song it's not great but i don't know i have a weird affinity for that song and also it's adam willard drumming so you know i gotta rep some rocket from the crypt boxcar racer they only did the one album right yeah okay so somewhere I I was there was a mix cd of plus 44 <laughs> and angels and airways first album what is it like we don't need to whisper i think it's called where I alternated the tracks because at that point I had missed Blink-182 so much that this was the only way I was going to get a new album <laughs> was by alternating the songs from both Mark and Tom's solo projects. Oh, you're just pretending that, that dad and dad weren't fighting and everything was fine. It legit was that because honestly, I did not handle that breakup very well. I did not. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's crazy we're talking about pop punk, which, you know, um, so can we just go ahead and get it out of the way? Yeah, wow, we've never done that before. No, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fucking Coheed, man. Song slaps. It's so good. It's so good. This, how do I say this without sounding shitty? No, go ahead, say it. Don't talk, no, talk to <laughs> This is the first, like, new Coheed single in a long time that I listened to. Like, the first time I was, like, legitimately excited to hear. And that's fair, because, yeah. I mean, not to sort of bring our IRL re- conversations into the podcast but i guess to kind of tldr it Mm -hmm. you and i i think have some different experiences with like coheed and i know you know we were talking about a lot of that and it's very valid which i didn't really take into account because you know i really liked it you know of course i talked to my friends about it but it was cool because i know that you're a fan i'm a fan but it's not something we ever really talked about but i felt like if there was ever a single that would sort of be something that we both gushed over this would definitely be that this was it yes and what's funny is like i think the little bit of coheed that you and i have talked like i think we overlap in agreement on a fair amount of things (laughs) as far as some of the older stuff because you some of the newer stuff i'm not as well versed in but the older stuff i am and some of the some of those older albums that other people didn't 
take to as well. You and I both sort of really enjoyed and right. are a little protective of. <laughs> Very so, much so. Yeah. Because God forbid someone should have a kid and feel a certain kind of way about it. <laughs> or, you know, try a different different drumming style and sound. Yeah, it's like, guess what? One of those people wasn't in a band. And you know what it is? I'm going to just, just get it out of the way. There's this amazing cross-section between three of some of my favorite bands, and I love it. Because it's like No World for Tomorrow, which technically was the first non-Josh Eppard Coheed album. Right. We do not give Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters, Alanis Morissette fame, and the Coattail Riders, and Birds from, Birds from Hell. Like, dude is a talented drummer, and he drummed his ass off on No World for Tomorrow. I think if that album's not my favorite, it's top two. I love it. I think it's great. It's so good. So, and that's not saying that, like, Josh has done a shitty job. Like, far from it. Josh is great. I just, I don't know. I like that album. It's kind of, it's, you know me, I don't, I don't really do angry, but, like, that's probably about as angry as I go, is, like, you know, fuck it, let's go. Because it's not as angry, and dare I say, and, and of course, anyone who's in the fan base listening to this, I'm just going to just say it. Y'all, whatever. We're adults. Yeah. I love the first Good Apollo. Again, there aren't any Khalid albums I dislike or I deem unlistenable. I and wonder. I feel like you have to, like, that first Good Apollo, and I think we actually joked about this in another <laughs> episode where it's, it's shitty. Like, it's petty. It's that, like, you know... I hope you die. You suck. I hope if you have kids, they don't learn how to read. Like, I, I hope that, like, I don't know, you're watching a TV show and, like, I don't know, your internet cuts out and you don't get to watch, like, the, the cliffhanger on this episode. Like, it's the, I don't know, I, I hope you get a game and it's really buggy and there's no day one patch. It's really just, <laughs> it's really like that. Just, it's just almost to a comic and i feel like it's played up deliberately to a comical effect because sometimes it's like it's so cartoonish it's got like big brand new taken back sunday energy yes <laughs> <laughs> like that i hope like you, your brakes give out while you're driving uh-huh. oh is that what you call tact you know it's like <laughs> 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 I've got a 20 dollar bill that's right <laughs> says no one's <laughs> Um, I know brand new, I know like Jesse Lacey's, you know, a problematic dude, but man, those first, those first two brand new albums are just so good. We're doing that episode though. We are definitely, I know we teased it a long time ago, but I still want to do a brand new versus Taking Back Sunday episode. But that new single's so good. Yeah. I agree. But like, I feel like, and I don't know if this was deliberate and I'm also going to say, you know what, at this point, we've both had a day, and as much as we like doing this, but we had just finished doing an episode where we talked about how this is a celebration of us, so if you don't like what we're saying, um, please tell us on Twitter at TLAT Podcast. Um, I would say go to Instagram, but don't give Ashley shit, because I, I will come after you. But definitely, <laughs> TLAT Podcast on Twitter, <laughs> and TLAT Podcast on Instagram. Tell us how you feel, tell us we're wrong, tell us you love us. But like... I don't know how any other way to say this, but I don't actually mind Machine Gun Kelly's pop punk transition. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's good, but I kind of fuck with it. I appreciate it in a vacuum. (laughs) Um, I appreciate it from a cultural standpoint. I don't, I don't 
I think I've heard a couple of songs. I like the songs that like Travis drummed on. I think that was sort of the beginning and the end. Let me clarify. I okay. don't mind the Machine Gun Kelly songs that Travis is a part of, but also didn't he produce the whole album? I, he might have. All right. Well, whatever he's involved in is the stuff <laughs> I like. Just so that way people are like, oh, Machine Gun Kelly sucks. You suck. I'm not going to listen to your podcast. Oh but Travis God. Barker, and that's like the, the official boom. That's like. Yeah. <laughs> that's our dad. <laughs> Fuck off. Right? <laughs> you can't talk shit about somebody's dad, all right? <laughs> it's law. <laughs> but i kind of fuck with this whole just pop punk resurgence and it's funny that so many people are getting shitty about it as if somehow like this is tainting the sanctity of like early 2000s late 90s when that shit was goofy as hell right oh i'm sorry that you're upset that somebody made fun of good charlotte okay <laughs> what like i just did like a half hour ago <laughs> yeah i'm sorry that you know the sanctity of I'm just a kid has been ruined for you forever. And life is a nightmare. Oh, my God. <laughs> Though, shout out to parenthood because nothing made me happier than me being in a kitchen and stepdaughter, she's watching, like, DVDs and What's New Scooby Doo is coming on. And she is legit losing it, listening to the theme song. And I'm like, what do you know about Simple Plan? Uh... I know one thing about Simple Plan, it's that their version of that theme song fucking slaps. It's so good. <laughs> like, they cross generations. Like, my kids fuck with that theme song because it's so much fun. Also, that whole show had, like, a lot of cool licensed music. Like, the Muffs, like, were featured on the episode, which, rest in peace. Oh, my gosh. I'm still so heartbroken about yeah. Kim. I'm sorry. But <laughs> Pop Punk is back. In pog form. <laughs> Fucking Kid Cuddy's humming over pop punk beats with Will Smith and Travis Barker. Like, Avril Lavigne's back. Some 41 and Simple Plan are doing tracks together. Newfound Glory is about to do a 20, 20 year anniversary tour oh of God. Sticks and Stones. I'm ancient. 20 years. <laughs> it's fine. Actually, I'm let just... me ask you this question. What's up? What is your favorite song off of Sticks and Stones? Um... That's not Head on Collision. What's that? <laughs> I was going to say, like, it's the, the, the correct answer is head-on collision, obviously. Well, yeah. Shit, uh, I can <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I love that fucking song so much. Um, I'm pulling up a track list right now because I got to be honest, like, that, that album, the album before it and the album after it kind of run together in my head. Ooh, uh, Toro Imoy has a new single. Wait, I'll be listening what? to that. Hold up. After. Cut the, no, I'm sorry. Theme song. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold up. We're back. We're back. Talking like a teen. The podcast where we have a tendency to rush back into our past. Um, Ashley informed me that we are legally obligated to finish the show. I'm not allowed to just cut out and listen to new songs mid recording. So I am so sorry. Um, Thank you, Ashley, for. <laughs> Somebody has to keep us on track. It might as well be me. Why are we listening to that, though? Why are we still doing this? <laughs> I don't know. You asked me a question about Newfound Glory, and now I'm All right, well, why are you looking? I'm going to dab and... <laughs> no, you're allowed to look. I'm not going to... No, like, no, no, no. It's, it's a chalk answer. My Friends Over You is still really fun. It is. Okay. That's No, that's fine. Like, so. you don't have to be like, no, that's a great answer. <laughs> like, I'm stuck between either that or I want to say something I call personality. Mm-hmm. I do like that song. I don't know if that album is an episode. It is... 
definitely an episode. It. It, it is. Is it? Okay. There's a way we can do it. I feel like that might have to be not quite a playlist episode, but I feel like there's a way where instead of ranking, I definitely want to do like, I don't know, like a top five favorite songs or something. We got to, we have to talk about it. There's no way. Yeah. It's 20 years and that album was very big in my life and it wasn't yours as well. Yes. I just, so how do I say this? There are certain albums that I think you and I enjoy and you and I could talk about, but they don't lend themselves to an episode because there's not enough of a variance. Like something like Cheshire Cat, where every song is like, I like all of the songs off that album. So do you like, it's a, it's a good album, but the, uh, the songs are not that different from each other. So it's, you know, it's just us going like, Hey, that song's cool. Uh, the drumming is neat and the guitars are fun and the lyrics are silly next song. And then just basically repeating that over and over again. And that's, boring to you the person who has to listen to it okay i agree to a point but i also disagree i feel like okay if we're going to do like an album like we did let's say with you know like the no doubt one Mm -hmm. where we're just kind of going track by track and i'm not saying that that would necessarily be boring but i think there's a way to do it where we can do it indirectly because a lot of what made that album great wasn't even necessarily just the songs. It was also where I was at the time. Which is fair. I just think that, like, I feel like there's a lot of albums that I do want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we would just have to find a creative way to do it. Because there's some albums that I'm sorry. Like, I don't feel free to disagree. <laughs> but there's just some stuff that I think is just too good for us to pass up. That's fair. I agree. And especially, like, the subtitled album, Sticks and Stones and Catalyst are, like possibly oh the God. best pop punk trilogy of albums that aren't related to blink 182 because fucking those catalyst three... <laughs> fucking cat okay fucking catalyst catalyst all right um, Fuck, is, we it, just talk about it now. is it fucking out of pocket to say that i think catalyst is better than sticks and stones wait a minute really because I... I thought you had told me that you thought sticks and stones was their best one or did i miss catalyst might be better than sticks and stones i need to i need to sit down and listen to them with with a fresh discerning pair of ears but as far as i remember i think overall i enjoyed more shit off of catalyst i think i think the highs are higher on catalyst yes the highs are definitely higher and i think newfound glory catalyst okay Okay, if we're thinking about this as a trilogy, it's definitely that third entry where, like, all bets are off. Anything yeah. can go. Someone might get God at the end of it. <laughs> um, you don't know what's going to happen. But it's cool because we were talking a while ago because we were having this discussion about pop punk mm-hmm. and how a lot of the popular bands, there was always a sub-genre that they sort of dabbled in. Like, Sum 41 was, like, pop-punk, but, you know, thrash metal or 80s metal, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, Newfound Glory was definitely pop-punk, but, like, hardcore. And Catalyst, I think, did a really good job of blending those styles, especially since uh, Chad, you know, his work in Shy Hulud, like, he brought a lot of that sound from that band into newfound glory and it's fucking brilliant like the intro to this disaster makes me want to summon demons (laughs) most things make me want to summon demons that's that's just who i am as a person Uh, and speaking of demons uh happy 10th anniversary to slave bells reign of terror yay and also shout out to Lindsay because i didn't realize that she fucked with slave bells and like that makes her 10 times cooler that's right. And she already was. But like, yeah, like that album, it's honestly, it gets downright just, just. It's fun. Guttural. Like it's so yeah. much fun. It goes. Oh, see, okay. 
That, okay, I hate to say it. Fuck, you might be right. Sticks and Stones is a great album, but the only song I... My only issue with Catalyst is it does tend to run a little long. Yeah, it's true. Like, I don't want to know. I know you needed the mushy single, but get that off there. <laughs> that song does not belong in that album. I love it, but it's just like, nah, no, nah, you're, you're, you're bringing the average down. <laughs> oh, man. Watch it be like, that's my favorite. I'm like, shit. That's my favorite. Oh, dare you. <laughs> I was in love. You know, you're I, all talking about summoning demons, but. I had that- feelings too, you know. You know, I'm going to be mad about it. I'm now going to listen to fucking radio surgery. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and also, speaking of Newfound Glory, we don't talk about Resurrection enough. That was a great album. Do we not talk about that enough? At least not in my circles. Maybe that's just me, but I don't know. Oh, and fucking Meet Me at the Altars got a new album coming out this year. Yes! I need them to go on tour again. I think they are. And come here. They're playing with somebody. I think it's at a festival. I think they're playing with like Japanese breakfast or something. Uh, sold. <laughs> it's like basically the cross section of my whole aesthetic. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that and like a spooky shit kind of mixed in. That's that's me. That's my vibe. Nice. Um, Did you listen to the new Beach House album? Not to completely change the subject and or the vibe. No, we're doing whatever on this episode. Look, okay. we already had established we're talking about whatever. This might not even have a flow. Whatever. This probably might not even get that many listens. I don't care. I'm, I'm just, talking to my good friend. Yeah, I'm just so, scrolling through what my recently listened to on Spotify. I did not. And I think I even alluded to that like on our Instagram, <laughs> TLAT Podcast. <laughs> Um, that I did not, and I had let both you and Chill Wave Kittens down. Shout out to Chill Wave, by the way, if you are listening. Hell yes, Chill Wave Kittens. I did not, and I'm so it's, sorry. It's good. Uh, place your bets now that that's going to end up definitely being on my like Spotify wrapped, just because it's the perfect, perfect album to have on in the background while you're doing other shit. Now... I'm just going to just ask this to play devil's advocate, because I know sometimes Mm -hmm. people will say that, and that's almost like a slight, but I feel like you actually say that to me as a good thing. No, yes, a thousand percent. It's it's a good album, no matter how much or how little you want to pay attention to it. I guess this is probably a better way of, of phrasing that. It's it's good if you want to pull a Tom DeLonge and, you know, light a candle in your dark room and summon demons by the moonlight kind of shit and pay all of the attention to stuff. Or it's good if you have it in the background and you are staring at spreadsheets all day, you know, <laughs> not that I know anything about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like heresy, actually. Surely you just. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to end up being one of those albums that I go to when I'm trying to get shit done and I need something that makes me not want to stab people. Because it's <laughs> it's just like a good, chill vibe. It's a little, some of it's a little spooky. I love, I love a spooky vibe. And it's good. I really liked it. So, boom. But like Beach House is just a great band. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that we've talked about them so much on the show, but yet we've never really, like, talked about them, talked about them. Yeah. But that's always been one of those bands where, okay, and this is a weird, this is a weird comparison, but I swear (laughs) in my head this makes sense and it's not the Blue Moon talking. 
Okay. No, I don't know if I want to say that because I feel like that's somehow going to end up being misconstrued as a low-key diss. Like, you ever have, like, some bands where, okay, you don't necessarily always think of them, like, to listen to them, like off rip like you know like okay like i'm in a mood to go listen to this and but yet anytime that they either pop up or they have something new it's always something you're excited for yes okay because i was gonna say like it almost reminded me of chevelle in that way but like because chevelle is always one of those bands where are they my favorite band no but i listen to them a lot and anytime they have something new i'm like oh i want to hear what they sound like and it ends up being kind of fun Mm -hmm. which i know that band gets a lot of shit but it's still one of those like Obviously, Beach House is like, that is a weird fucking comparison. And I'm not even editing that out. That's staying in. <laughs> but Beach House is just so much fun. But I never, it's not always my go-to. But anytime that, like, I find out they have some new heat, I'm like, I have to listen to this, of course. Yes. So I let you down, because that should have been the first thing I listened to when it dropped last week. Again, it's been out for, like, five days. It's okay. That's five days too many that it hasn't been listened to. <laughs> And depending on when this episode comes out, it might even be longer than that. So I'm trying to say this out loud to hold myself accountable so that way neither you nor Chillwave or anyone else in the Beach House community, BHC as they're referred to. That's right. Beachheads. Uh, comes after me. Beachheads. There you go. What up, Beachheads? <laughs> what? So what uh, What Beach House album is your favorite one? Bloom. Okay. I know. Is that is that a bad answer? Because I feel no. like that's like the quintess. Like I feel like that's one of those like, oh, of course you're gonna say Bloom. No, I, I think that's a perfectly fine answer. What is yours? Depression Cherry. Oh, that yeah. is a good one, though. And I feel like that's why, like, that's the answer I wish I would give. But <laughs> Bloom was the first one I heard, and it has not left my ears. So everything else kind of came like second in that. I feel, I feel like Depression Cherry is sort of the chalk answer just because like everybody's like, oh, I know Beach House because of Space Song. I like Space Song. And that's it. So, hmm. I don't know. Sometimes, like, I don't know. Like, I think that's, but it's almost like asking, like, okay, what's your favorite MGM song? And it's a kid. So I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but that song will slap. So what um, am I going to do? It's not kids. <laughs> it's is not it a song for Dan Treacy? It's not no. Is it to, anything need, off of congratulations? It's it. I know this. This again. This is also kind of a chalk pick because it was used in too many movie soundtracks. But I really do like "Time to Pretend." Okay, as do I. Though it's a really good song. It's a shame that movie trailers ruined it. For ruined a it bit, though. <laughs> it's like for the. It's like for the studio that bought you the forty-year-old virgin. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay. Do you remember? I do not remember what his name is. Do you remember that like Beatles musical movie? Oh, uh, Across the Universe? Yes. Or, no, or, or yeah, yeah, Across the Universe. Oh, that musical that always made me want to leave the theater? <laughs> Sorry. I, you don't mean musicals. So the, the main dude from that, they tried to make him a thing for oh, a little bit. And they cast him in a a movie about blackjack. Those like counting cards or whatever. Rounders? No, it's basically like Rounders for Millennials. It had Kevin oh, Spacey. Oh, I remember in it. that movie. Oh yeah. no, that's that's. that's, that's <laughs> mm. Oh well, no, I don't. No, I'm. <laughs> I don't oh, no. remember anyone else in it. Okay, I just remember the British dude whose name I don't know and Kevin Spacey. Um, Yikes. <laughs> I know what we were talking about, though. It was like Millennial Rounders. It's it was like- Millennial Rounders. I I remember, <laughs> like, 
uh, time to, again, I promise I'm getting to the point, uh, time to pretend like reached its saturation point for me when it was in that movie. So I'm like, really? Millennial rounders. This is, this is what we're doing, huh? Okay. All right. Because they're like, millennials love MGMT. They clearly <laughs> love counting cards because rounders right? is their dad's you know count like every generation is this the thing is every generation have a card counting movie oh my god so like when my stepkids are of age what's there gonna be their card counting movie like who's gonna be in that is that gonna be tom holland and mark Wahlberg? who i'm really trying to that's right okay i was trying to remember who it was i'm like i'm sitting there like I think Lawrence Fishburne is in this movie. Did I make that up completely? This sounds unhinged. Lawrence Fishburne is totally in this movie because... (laughs) So Lawrence Fishburne plays the, um, the like cop investigator guy who's like trying to bring down this like card counting ring. I remember this. What I know, like, why? (laughs) This is such a, like, who filmed this? I don't know. Kate, okay, I did not remember, like, Kate Bosworth was the girl what? in oh it. Oh my god, Kate Bosworth, I know exactly what year this is now. And I totally forgot that Josh Gad was in it. Alright, this movie's cancelled. Oh my god, this movie just dated itself so hardcore. You got MGMT, Josh Gad, Kate Bosworth. Yeah. Like, this, you, if you can guess what year this is, congratulations, you win a no prize. Because, holy shit, that is so era-specific. Uh, this movie came out in March of 2008. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and by July of 2008 was completely out of date. <laughs> oh my God. As people went to go buy tickets for that movie, MGT is like, all right, can we have a song back? Now? Right. <laughs> like, we are already recording our next album. Please this stop. Paycheck's this. not worth it. Right? Like, it's time <laughs> to pretend that we got paid well for this shit. It's that, it's that SpongeBob where Plankton t- switches lives with Mr. Krabs. And at the end, he's just like, it's not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is amazing. All right. So that was uh, Movies You Forgot Existed with me, your host. (laughs) Tom DeLonge's mom. (laughs) I do at one point want to talk to you about the soundtrack to NHL 2002. I thought Which this was already on the years. list. Oh, was it's this? on the list. Okay. Or as I like to call it, Canada's Greatest Hits. <laughs> uh, isn't there, there's like a Bare Naked Ladies song on that thing, right? No, okay. So the list, just off the top of my head, I'm not even looking at a, a, a website or anything. I remember it being Sum 41, mm-hmm. Treble Charger, Gob. Um, what's the other band? Uh, what the hell's the other band? I know I'm missing one. But what made this album great, it's like, it's some 41, but it's not even necessarily just all killer, no filler. Like, they went, like, half hour of power, some 41. Like, it makes <laughs> no difference. I mean, it's also an NHL game. Like, I'm sure the music budget for it was, like, 40 Canadian dollars. It's all, like, Canadian, like, <laughs> pop rock bands. But, like, Trouble Charger, American Psycho, like, Brand New Low, and Gob, which I, who I always thought was, like, Canada's answer to Blink-182, but it's only because they had three dudes in the band. But <laughs> I think that's probably as far as it goes. And they also had a song in the American Pie 3 soundtrack. So it's like, they were they were going places in the early 2000s. Well, if you're not going to pull it up, I will. <laughs> but 
honestly, I just loved playing that game because the soundtrack was great. There's nothing cooler than being Team USA during what's supposedly the Olympics, or not the Olympics, but just an international tournament, and skating out to, yes, the Team USA skating out to Fat Lip, you know, the Canadian pop punk song 41. Like, it just was perfect. All right, I'm not completely insane. Um, there definitely is a song by the Bare Naked Ladies on this Wait, soundtrack. Wait, are there really? I don't remember. Wait, what song? Uh, it's Only Me. Yes, you're right. Yep. Shit, I'm mad that I know that now. <laughs> See, I think that was just a wild guess because it's like Canadian music. It's like if there is a Canadian music thing happening in the early 2000s, late 90s, and Bare Naked Ladies weren't involved, then does it really count? <laughs> Nah. Which is weird because um, now, I, like, the places I frequent, I hear um, Pinch Me a lot. And if that song doesn't take me back to a very hyper-specific time in my life, I remember my best friend at the time in grade school. Like, we would hang out at the mall a lot. And I remember that was an album that, like, he act- like we actively went out and bought. Aw, that's so sweet. But it's weird because looking back, like, as much as I'd like to pretend that, like, as a kid, you know, all I did was listen to, like, Slipknot and, you know, all these, like, metal and punk and, like, Fear Factory and, like, my super, like, edgy music. I also listened to, like, a lot of, like, Fastball and, like, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, <laughs> you know? the the mid to late 90s adult alternative episode is forthcoming. I've already <laughs> built half the playlist. Don't even worry about it. Um, I... For a very long time, unironically enjoyed the Bare Naked Ladies as a band. Oh, as did I. I was living in Florida at the time, and Katie was here in St. Louis. She and I met in Atlanta to see it was Ben Folds. It was when Ben Folds Five reunited. Oh shit! And they played with they played with someone else that we really liked, and. Then those two, it's those two bands opened for Bare Naked Ladies. So we ended up because, of course, uh, I love Katie. She's not often on time. Um, so we we showed up late and we missed the first band almost entirely. Um, so we got there basically just in time to see Ben Folds, and then kind of all of us sort of waited around to decide if we wanted to actually hang out and watch the Bare Naked Ladies or not, because that was right when the the Big Bang Theory kind of just started and, like, got really popular. So, like, we're kind of standing around just, like, bullshitting, like, drinking a beer or whatever, and everyone around us is, like, you know, my mom's age being like, I love that Big Bang Theory song. I hope they play the Big Bang Theory song. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, I think we did end up leaving early. Just because it <laughs> it was a lot of middle-aged yuppie white people being <laughs> too excited about a theme song that wasn't actually a theme song. I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast. Um, did I ever tell the story about the Thursday concert I went to with my best friends at the time? I don't think so. Okay, so you want to talk about the shift in both attendees, like, in the demographic? So, on this tour, Rise Against is the head. No, actually, Thursday is the headliner. Mm-hmm. And this is 2006, or is this 2004? No, this is actually 2006, I believe. Yeah, because um, this is around the time when I think The Suffer and the Witness came out. So it's, and also, what was the name of the one Thursday album, the one that came out in 06? 
But whatever one that was around at the time, that was like the album where I'm like, yeah, I think I'm done with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, New Jersey natives saying that they're done with Thursday. That's kind of like a faux pas, but I'm sorry. How dare you? But like Thursday was the headliner, but also opening supporting act for them was Billy Talent. Okay. Circa Survive. Okay. And Rise Against. And this, okay, so you're saying this is like 2006, so this is like Swing Life Away. <laughs> yeah, like, which is weird because that album came out in 2004, so it was weird that that album, like, that song got popular as they're already releasing a new one, but uh-huh. yet they're like, hey, there's, like, how? How, do, how are you two years late? Like, there's a whole ass other album that just got released. <laughs> oh, man. Swing Life Away. But, like, it's funny because Billy Talent was empty, and I feel like I was the only one there who knew who Billy Talent was. <laughs> and keep in mind, though, the Billy Talent album I listened to was one from 2000, was it 2004, 2003? Yeah. But then they had that, oh, you know what it was? Because um, what was the big single that ended up in one of the later NHL games that same year in 06? Uh, Red Flag? I you think so. You want to talk about a song that got used over... <laughs> My God, that was in everything. It was even in one of the fucking Ninja Turtles movies, like the CGI one. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember going to see that in college. I saw that in theaters, and I was so fucking hyped. Yeah. Well, it was one of those where, like, I felt very, like, I went with a friend of mine, and, like, she and I sit down and realized that we're, like, the only adults that are there that aren't escorting children. It was just a very weird. Yeah. Like most of the crowd was adults. And I feel like the kids were the ones that were bored. <laughs> but the soundtrack was like, kid is what we aim for. Like Billy. Yeah, Talent, it was like weird scene shit, but it was kind of hype. And also like during the big fight with the foot clan, which, okay. You know how everybody gets on like the Avengers and how like every Avengers movie, there's like that one scene with like the, the long tracking shot of everybody kicking ass. Yeah. Hashtag TMNT did it first. Like that scene, like when they're outside of like the the villain's mansion and like April O'Neil's got that cool like yellow like martial arts suit and like basically it's this long shot of all the turtles and Splinter, everybody's just beating Foot Soldier ass. Yeah. Set the POD. That's right. Oh my God, it was. (laughs) They felt so alive for the very first time. It wasn't even a song. It was like shell shocked or something like that. But it was like I, they might have even had the time to like come up with an original song for the movie. Because at like, that just, point, POD <laughs> wasn't doing shit anymore. Right? Like just just make some very loose reference to something that could be related to Ninja Turtles. That's right. But yeah, like this concert was crazy because like every band that performed the age like and it was weird because you know like a lot of times at concerts like okay depending on the band some are clearly more popular than others yeah but you'll always see those people like the crowd shift like okay the people who are here to see this band will sometimes just leave and then the people who are here to see the band leave but it was almost like you didn't notice people coming and going like they were just disappearing and reappearing so like rise against i think actually played before circus survived so you know this is like This is definitely 2006. One moment in time, pretty much the only moment in time in which that would happen. So my uh, two best friends were huge into Rise Against. I mean, so was I, but it's funny. The album that they said sucked was, of course, my favorite because that was the one that was like super emo. Yeah. Because Suffering the Witness is like, all right, politics are cool, but you know what's fun? Heartbreak. (laughs) (laughs) It's just little baby you being like, yeah. That it's is like, you know cool. What <laughs> yeah, I, like I will always sad. be angry. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, you know what? George Bush, yeah, he is an asshole, but you know what also sucks? Getting dumped. That's right. 
<laughs> Even though I've never actually dated anybody at this time. I liked a girl and she didn't like me back. My life's the worst. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not I'm not being dismissive of, of anybody in no, that situation. I'm laughing, no, but that's exactly what that was for me. So was, I thought you were talking directly to me, so I found that shit funny. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm the one good thing about at least a little modicum of growth is that you can laugh at that dumb shit now. Yes. <laughs> so like, Rise Against is done playing. We're still towards the front, not realizing that the Circus Survive crowd are decidedly different from the Rise Against crowd. Because <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden, lights dimmed, and I'm seeing a lot of uh, young girls rush the stage uh -huh. screaming and I almost got trampled and at that time because I'm thinking Circus Survive oh like you know because in my head at the time I'm like oh yeah that's like you know they, they ran in like a lot of the Coheed fandom yeah. circles but it's like I never really felt them that heavily like a lot of people did so I didn't even realize what their fans were I thought they kind of looked more like me turns out they were not no. and that's fine <laughs> But then even Thursday skewed younger. So by the time Thursday came on, we left, which they're my ride, so I had to go. But it's like, but I like Thursday. <laughs> like, come on, Aww. like full collapse, like war all the time. Like, you know, like dying in New Brunswick. Like, what are we doing? Like, we have to stay for this. Like, we're from New Jersey. We had to listen to Thursdays, but I had to go with them, which, you know, was indicative of a lot of issues but that's another <laughs> podcast um possibly cut that out depending on who edits that um, um no fuck it leave it in fuck him thursday is one of those bands that may or may not be this but it always sort of felt this way to me where i'm like this shit is for edgelords please no whoa 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 <laughs> hold up Okay, much like I'm not allowed to slander, like, you know, 2010's, like, Epitaph and Fueled by Ramen. I know. I will not hear no, like, Thursday slander. I know. True as that may be. <laughs> I didn't say Notice how I was way. not corrected. I was just told I wasn't allowed to say it. That is censorship. What? <laughs> I will not be held back on my own podcast. <laughs> Okay, I'm just pointing out for the record, I am not an edgelord. I listen to Thursday a lot, and I'm sorry. It was. It's not your fault you're an edgelord. They're from there. I'm not an I literally just said I wasn't an edgelord. And you're gonna, now people are going to think I'm an edgelord. Now I look foolish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> the, opinions, okay. the opinions of me with a couple of alcoholic beverages in me are not the opinions <laughs> of me that doesn't have that in there. So it's fine. It's That's whatever. Amazing. <laughs> no, but you're okay. I'm again, I'm not in disagreement because knowing some okay, some, some, like all caps, some Thursday fans really fucked it up for the rest of us. See, and that's that is what, and that's what I thought you were getting at. Trust me, I'm no, not no, no, no. actually offended, and that's sort of what I was getting at. Like, <laughs> it just hurt to hear because I was like, they're. Fuck. Their music is not necessarily my jam, and then in knowing some of some dudes who like them and would like go to bat for them, I'm like, uh, your vibe is not it, my guy. Thanks. But there were so many bands that were like that. That was like going to Rise Against shows where it's like they're, you know. And again, I'm trying not so hard to like be a better person, not stereotype. Yeah. But I'm, I, I had to call it like it is. There were so many like bro types that would go to these shows, and they were all wearing like. 
basketball jerseys or whatever, like in like tank tops, and they were just there to just kind of just start Search hits and fights. Yeah, and it's get, like this drink, is Thursday too much and punch people. But I'm like, have you listened to this band? Have you actually listened to like Hole in the World or have you listened to like Cross Out the Eyes or Understanding in a Car Crash? I'm not punching somebody in the face to this. <laughs> That's not, this isn't the type of, that was like when Atlas and I went to go see Titus Andronicus. I didn't realize how broed out that thing was. Like, for <laughs> Titus, like, how? Are we listening to the same album? Like, how are you this bro Like, there were legit, like, six or seven guys there who looked like they came from, like, a River City Ransom cosplay contest. <laughs> like, I punched them and they'd yell barf as they dropped money on the ground. <laughs> The problem was, well, the problem would then go on to be that half of those dudes in, you know, two years later were infesting all of the scene kid shows where I'm like, please get your fucking three polos and your sideways hat out of my fucking way. I'm trying to listen to gym class heroes here and have a good time. (laughs) Those dudes only showed up to shows because it gave them a a somewhat legal reason to fight people. Uh Uh-huh. That's all it was. Those dudes had no like, and that's the thing. You spent money because a lot of those tickets were not they cheap. Cheap. So you probably spent your parents' money because it wasn't theirs. Yeah, that's also true. To go out of town because again, these dudes were not local. To come to a show that other people spent money for, begged their parents, maybe even saved up themselves to have this night out, and you're gonna ruin it because you want to punch and kick people to indie rock. What the fuck is your problem? I remember a friend of mine and I went to go see Hello Goodbye. This is fucking Hello Goodbye, like shimmy shimmy quarter turn era Hello Goodbye. And there were a bunch of like broed out dudes that tried to start a fight at Hello Goodbye. What are we doing? I wanted, okay, new podcast. I want to interview some of these former bros at these shows being like, okay, so it looks here that you were at like really piebald, my dude. (laughs) Okay, like that, that, that's better. That's it's like great. somebody at an early November show. <laughs> I'm just and staring around trying to listen to early. hair, y'all. Can we chill? Right? Like, come on. Decorations? Like, let's go. <laughs> that's like, that's like me legit starting a violent pit to like something that produces results. Shout out to Elizabeth, by the way. Holly. Love you. She's the best. But, like, what are we doing? Like, okay. And it's funny. I've been to metal shows. I've been, I went to, like, it was... Okay. It was one festival where... All right. It was, like, 36 Crazy Fist, Five Finger Death Punch before they became MAGA, <laughs> when they were still, like, side stage. Yeah. Um, But then, like, main stage was, like, Dragon Force, Slipknot, oh my Disturbed. God. Like, Mastodon, I think, was there. Like... But this is like, this is metal. This is like aggressive stuff. Not nearly, like Slipknot played. And you've seen footage of Slipknot shows. They are off the wall bonkers. Yeah. With the exception of maybe a couple of drunken dudes like that we ended up getting into it with. Most of the people there were well behaved. Like I've been to hardcore shows. I've been to metal shows. Like, and those fans are fine. Why are we fighting at, fuck? that's like going to like a Y Oak band, like Y Oak show. (laughs) And, like, slapping the drink out of somebody's hand. Like, let's go. Like, what are we doing? No. No. 
Though I did almost want to fight at a Screaming Female show because they started jamming out at one point and Marissa Paternoster, you want to talk about so many demons, you know, circling back to that. My God, she is an incredible guitar player, but like my eyes are rolling like back into my head. Like that shit was just like, I power, like I, I leveled up. Like I got so much XP from those <laughs> guitar riffs. That's I just don't that scene in Scott Pilgrim where he gets a life. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, I never understood that. But to cap off that story with Thursday, though, obviously the kids who were at that show still um, were skewed much younger. So as we were leaving, outside of the venue, there's like a row of cars and there's like a bunch of parents. Oh my God, parents. They're like, excuse me, um, is Wednesday over? (laughs) And I was like... Aww. It was the cutest thing ever because they're just like, we want to go home. It's late. These kids have school. It's cold out here. Is Wednesday over? Yes. Yes, it's Wednesday. Thursday. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Concerts are fun. I miss concerts. Um... I got tickets for Motion City. I think that's the only the only thing on the docket. Now, was that an anniversary show or is that like a just a? Uh, yeah, I think it's a commit this to memory. So I think I beg your pardon. Was it really? I believe so. Oh fuck me! Of course it would be. Let me do a discount double check. Because in my head, I'm thinking, okay, it's a concert, which I'm like, all right, they're just going to play. Like, I didn't realize it was a commit. Like, I don't know if I would actually be okay with going to a Commit This to Memory full album show. There'd just be a lot of crying involved, I feel. That that was a heavy album for me. And I didn't even live that life that Justin did. But that album still kind of hit. That came out at a time. It's like that and the garbage is bleed like me. Like, that was a hell of a oh summer. Oh, my God. Not for nothing. 2005 had some bangers, man. It's like that, Coheed, The Academy Is, Funeral for a friend's hours i want that to be a full album episode but i don't know what i could say other than being like oh my god it's that album good. is so good <laughs> alkaline trios crimson was that year god damn 2005 was stacked paramore like holy shit like that was a hell of a year yeah lots of good music came out then 2006 not so much i'm joking was actually a lot of good stuff. <laughs> uh 2006 was a big year as far as all the the fueled by ramen scene shit yeah that like, was when that hit its stride didn't exist much i mean it was around 2005 but for some reason 2006 was like this is all us we are taking it was people coming out of portals like an avengers <laughs> they they went all in on that like you know cues we aim for paramore that that whole like scene they went all in on it and it, uh it paid off for him yeah not for nothing like i think they had that thing that victory records had um hopefully less shitty version of that because that dude um that's a whole thing right there <laughs> yeah like there has not been a band on victory that has not ended up suing them <laughs> like i'm talking i think the entire roster sued them as far as i know um i don't think i've ever heard of anything like that happening with Feel by Ramen. Well, that's good. So, But, like, they were very popular for a very short amount of time. It's like, look, we need to cash in now. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, and 2006 they, through, like, maybe halfway through 2009. Wait, did they really make it to 2009? I thought they really just had, like, 2006 to, like, 2008. I mean, that, that scene kind of tapered off around then. It kind of turned into something else, but... Because, I mean, like, they had, um... I feel like we've talked about this before. Good God. 
Um, let me pull up the roster. I mean, well, no, they- we we're gonna talk about this for a while because that's that's definitely your era, and I'm not trying to say like, wow, I sounded old when I said that, but like we're gonna definitely circle back to that because it's either that or I tell people about like 2004 or 2005 era victory records, and no one wants to hear that right now. We can do talk about razor and tie, <laughs> triple crown and shit, or trust kill. That's an ep- I might have to do okay because. Um, hashtag I'm sorry Ash I may have to find like a mini so to basically talk about all of like the early to mid 2000s metalcore shit that I listened to because I know that's definitely not going to be one you're involved in <laughs> yeah no okay so 2004 they signed the Academy is they also signed Gym Class Heroes uh, they had Panic at the Disco like a few three right. went out Panic at the Disco god damn uh, Paramore and then the subsequent Paramore uh, the subsequent. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah, I meant hold like on. Paramore, the, the first album, Paramore, and then the subsequent Paramore album, The Riot. Oh, because the way you said that, I'm like, you know what, though? Because, yeah. I mean, and also, Paramore. yeah, Paramore and then the subsequent iterations of Paramore. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I know that wasn't intentionally to be funny, but like that that hit me. That tickled me very much. Thank you for that. Well, that's a good roster, though. Because Cobra Starship was Cobra, later on, right? Yeah, Cobra Starship was there. Wasn't Fallout Boy fueled by ramen also? Fallout Boy no? was there. Cute is what we aim for. The hush God. sound. Wow, the hush sound. Fucking Holy shit. love the hush sound. Let's um, go. Punchline was in there. Wait, really? Yeah. Punchline was was a little bit before the 2006 stuff. But they but were see, that's why I remember there. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me being an old trademark symbol. <laughs> Uh, Days Away was sort of in that. Mm. Uh, Bro, Days Away, God and Mars? Yeah. That is a banger. I like, love Days Away. They're great. Days Away, why do we not talk more about Days Away as a, as a community? Like, y'all need to put some respect on Days Away because they were out here doing, like, big things. I'm sorry they weren't hitting Paramore numbers, but they were solid. Oh my god. Oh, I just had a, a weird flashback. Um, looking at the band name Power Space. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We had these, they gave us so like occasionally when you work at Hot Topic, they would give you just like swag to give out to to kids as like free advertising. Right. They had these power space like snap wrist bracelets that my friend and I used to torture each other. <laughs> My sister <laughs> um, used to have, like, the old metal ones. Um, we used to share a bunk bed, and she used to put, like, the metal slap-on bracelets on, like, the rung of the ladder. So I'd come down and literally clamp over oh, my foot like no. a bear trap. And then when I took that one off, walking out of the room, there was another one in the fucking doorway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I kind of wish I hadn't pulled this up, because now I just feel old and have lots of feelings. Uh-oh. It's fine. <laughs> I'm old and I have what lots of it? feelings most days. It's not into the world. Um, also, like, realizing now that, like, 21 Pilots is is fueled by ramen. What? Really? Yeah. All-time low. Like, new all-time low is technically fueled by ramen. I didn't realize fueled by ramen was even still a label. I thought they just, like, 
dissolved. No, uh, Meet Me, me Meet the Altar is, is uh, Fueled by Rum. It, it's weird. I knew that, but somehow didn't know that at the same time. Yeah. All right. Well, they'll rebuild it. Yeah. Like, like Panic's still there. Paramore's still there. Uh, Nate Roos is there. Like, they, they still have stuff. It's just funny to, to be like, and also 21 Pilots, who, like, is one of the most, like, popular bands on the planet, but, like, no thank you, please. Hey, at least they're not the chain smokers. Let's at least give them that much. I mean, when you set the bar on the floor. Hey, set the bar underground. <laughs> set the fucking subterranean in the basement. Oh, man. But, like, I just... I give 21 Pilots so much shit, but have I really said that to listen to them? No, because I'm not trying to fuck up my algorithm because... <laughs> My daily mixes on Spotify are, like, getting to the point where it doesn't know what to do. Because one of my daily mixes was, like, Lemuria, Dillinger 4, <laughs> Coheed. And then, like, it was somebody else. Like, it's getting to the point where it doesn't know how to break everything up. Because, like, the new pornographers are ending up in playlists oh. with, like, Kill Switch Engage. <laughs> Howard Jones era Kill Switch Engage. Just to make that clear. Which means nothing, actually, but that's okay. <laughs> mine, mine is still pretty okay. Mostly because, like, I get, I get, like, one or two playlists every day that's like, here's, here's some pop punk bullshit in case this is your vibe. And then, like, three of them are like, here are various iterations of your hipster bullshit. And then the last one is either, like, hey, sometimes you listen to, like, soundscapey things before you go to bed. Or it's video game music. Get hyped. So. Yeah, my video game music playlists are getting a little ridiculous in, like, the best way possible. Oh, man. But, like, it's the Fueled by Ramen era. I definitely missed a lot of that. But, yeah, like you said, it was Trust Kill because there was a lot of, like, metal and hardcore labels that um did not really work out very well because I think Trust Kill ended up with a lot of same issues that uh, Victory did. There, that was also the time in which, like, everybody, every, you know, bassist and their mom thought that they could start a record label with no, like, real business acumen or knowledge of how shit's supposed to work. So I'm not surprised that a lot of them got caught doing kind of shady and dumb shit. Right, but there was a difference in starting a label and, like, not knowing what you're doing or knowing exactly what you're doing and... Being sinister yeah, about it. Right, which was definitely the case of Victory, which is a shame because a lot of those bands I love dearly. Okay, like, it was just weird. I think even, like, Hawthorne Heights even ended up suing them. Like, there was just a... It was like the Wild West because there were just so many bands or so many like things like scene music was just hot. Mm -hmm. And I just at that point, every, they were, everybody just wanted in on it. And it's a shame because a lot of those bands were very popular with a lot of people. But how many of us really were paying attention to the business side of things? Well, because I mean, like I was 19, 20 years old. I didn't give shit. <laughs> Right. And me, I think the only reason why I even knew a lot of that is because like a lot of things, being a giant nerd, it's like, okay, I like this band. I want to know everything about them. I like a lot of bands in this label. I want to know everything about them. Until you, you know, hit too many search engines and start going through all the message boards, realizing, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it turns Oops. out none of them got a dime for any of this. And their label ran away with the money. Yeah. I think what started it really was like when Thursday went after them, because that was like, fuck, you know, it's like, okay, it's bad enough that you fucked with a lot of these other bands, but, like, doing that to, like, Thursday, like, taking back Sunday? Yeah. That's kind of like, oof, you goofed. You goofed hard. When when the biggest names on your label are sort of turning on you, you know things are not going well. 
And then when Atreyu did that, it was like, yep, you're done. F in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was like a little fun trip down memory lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had some laughs, drank some beers, yep. you know, hung out. Talk shit about music. Yeah. Damn, I'm really still thinking about the, the Thursday thing. I'm like, I'm mad that that actually was accurate. <laughs> To be fair, I know like two Thursday songs. I I don't really have much room to talk some shit, but you know me. I'll always take an opportunity <laughs> to do so. But we've talked about shit we love. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Considering the fact that we've already said with our whole chest that like 2005 Paramore is better than 2007 Paramore. At this point, you know what? You know what you're getting into with this podcast. <laughs> Some elitist bullshit. Hi, hello. Well, it's less elitist. You know what it is? Now that this podcast is in its 30s, now it doesn't really give a shit about the music it <laughs> listens to. It's like... It's just sitting around being like, back in my day. Oh, no. That's when we get to episode 40s. Like, we're still yes. in that era where we're just still reconciling the fact that it's like, you know what? <laughs> Field Ray Rodman wasn't as bad as just I thought it was, said Adrian in a later episode. I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. But I'm still waiting because I promised you at least two, three episodes we were going to do that I keep putting off, but (laughs) we have to. I want my Epitaph episode. I want my Fueled by Ramen episode. Wait, so are we lumping those or are those two separate episodes? Um, I don't know. You know what? Two separate episodes. We'll have to talk about it more. Um, Um, (laughs) of course, that one soundtrack. Yeah. Um, you owe me a silver chair episode. Fuck me. I was hoping you would have <laughs> forgot. I was really hoping. You owe me a silver chair episode for like three years right. ago. So I'm going to get this out of the way because I'm going to say this publicly because then that way people could be all like, what happened to the episode? Oh, I also owe you the episode about the kids movies. Yes, you do. So um, Adrian, who probably was drinking at the time. Yeah, that's right. Told my dear friend Ashley that we were going to do an episode because, okay, silver chair, one of my favorite bands. At least, well, in the 90s, because the 2000s stuff didn't hit the same for me. That's kind of the point. Because their first three albums, like, you know, Frog Stomp and definitely Freak Show and Neon Ballroom, that's my shit. <laughs> the silver chair that everyone knows. The silver chair that everyone right. doesn't know is an album that came out in, like, 2007 or 2008 called Young Modern, which is a fucking masterpiece of an album. Says me and, like, 12 other people. <laughs> Which is funny that you went to that one and not even Diorama. Nah. I love Which is like the forgotten Silverchair album. No. Young Modern is my whole shit. I love the album so much. It's like Young Modern was like when I first heard Straight Lines, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And I understand Daniel Johns was not a teenager anymore. He was no longer the young, angry kid. He's been through some shit and I know he worked a lot of that out during Neon Ballroom. But this was, I was not ready for this album when it first came out. I was not. I'm still not. (laughs) It's been out almost 15 years. Jesus. (laughs) It's, you know what it was? I know exactly why it's not my thing. I don't know if I should save that explanation for when we actually do it. Yeah. But there is a reason why it's not my thing, but I'm working through it. I, so there, there is a Venn diagram of of your music taste and my music taste and i think the overlap is is fairly large and i do think honestly that young modern does sort of fall if not on the line just outside the line on my end because it's it's got a little bit more theatrics to it than i think is your vibe Yes, I definitely was not a theater kid. So musical sounded things, which is weird because I fuck with like the deer hunter. Yeah. Which definitely kind of 
has a little bit of that aesthetic. Yeah. So, okay, it's not like it's completely out of my range, but again, I still have to reconcile young Adrian and young Silverchair with young modern. <laughs> All I know is that we talked about doing it in like 2019, and I took like 10 pages of notes, and then we put it off, and we put it off, and we put it off, and now it's 2022, and we still haven't done it. <laughs> See now you say it like that, like now that hurts. Now that now, because <laughs> I'm like, well, there was also another album that we both really wanted to do that we put off. Yeah, there's actually a lot of things that we put off because you know what ended up happening, and I think we talked, we hinted at this a little bit. That list of episodes we want to do keeps growing, but then it's like once we get on, we kind of just go, and I appreciate that. Yeah, but there's also that soundtrack we wanted to do. Yes. And I know we haven't done it in literal years, but there is one more bracket we are. Yes, we have a bracket that we are contractually obligated to do. Yes. (laughs) The bracket to end all brackets. Honestly, I'm almost tempted to say we might have to say that for. Oh, wait. Well, actually, speaking of which, well, crap, that might give it away. I don't know if I want to say that. Okay. Um, (laughs) But there is another thing that we were supposed to talk about last week. Yes. Yeah. So we have we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So guess what? We're not going away anytime soon. Um, one more thing that I want to do, and I don't know if you actually put it on the list, um, that hockey musical movie that Jordan told us about. No, wait. What is the name of this? Please. Oh, my okay, God. Can you, I saved it on my phone. Sh- oh, wait a minute. While we're here, yes. while we're here, while you pulled it up, yeah. shout out to Jordan, by the way. Like, I am so proud of her because, um, okay, because... As of this recording, um, it is still February, Black History Month, what up? The Riveters, uh, the Metropolitan Riveters, because um, what is it? It's PHL now, correct? I believe so. The, the Premier Hockey League, um, their jerseys are basically, well, because Rosie the Riveter is the logo, but um, our good friend Jordan uh, designed the logo that they're doing for Black History Month, which is uh, a Black Rosie. And it was cool that, like, it was shared um, through, like, the Riveters accounts and, like, Black Girl Hockey Club, but... I didn't know, at least until they tweeted, that Jordan designed that logo. Yeah, well, I originally saw it in, like, a sticker bundle from ages ago that she did. Um, Yeah. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that it had gotten that much traction. (laughs) And they're, like, legitimately selling merch with it. Like, I bought a shirt and shit with it. And it just rules so much. (laughs) Like, I legit was, like, in tears. And I'm so glad that, like, even if we didn't even necessarily know Jordan, it would still be pretty awesome. But, again, yeah. love her art. Super cool person. Um, Love their Twitter account. Um, She's just the best. Her art's amazing. Y'all just support her. Just It was, like, I'm just so proud and I'm so happy for her. And it couldn't happen to a cooler person. Agreed. So I just have to point that out real quick. <laughs> the movie is called Score, a hockey musical. Remember, I sent you this trailer and was like, no, we have to do this. <laughs> oh, yes, I do remember this. Oh, and that's right, because then there was also the other... We're just saying this out loud now, so that way I could write it down, so that way Ashley could be like, look, you're not backing out of it this time. Yeah. Like, I said it on the podcast. So, yeah, that's definitely an episode. I mean, shit. <laughs> we may even have to bring Jordan on for that one, because I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Yes! Okay, that's that's the play. Um, And then, we, of course, we have, like, the rest of the Fast and the Furious movies that we need to do. We that might actually end up having to be a separate podcast because um every episode can like every movie could be at least three episodes. It's true. Like, okay, the one that we just got finished doing. Actually, you know what? Do you even want to tell them we already did that? I one? mean, 
These get released in whatever order they get finished editing first. So, like, if it hasn't come out yet, it'll come out soon. Um, if it has already come out, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, that's right. It was great. You Ashes loved it. Officially covered. <laughs> Rate it five stars. Suggest it to all your friends. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna say tell all your friends, but I've already dated myself enough for one night. And you can tell all your friends. <laughs> Oh my god, I need to go to sleep. Um, this pod is only wishful thinking. This pod is only wishful thinking. Let it go. That's right. Oh lord. Why can't I feel anything? Okay, now we both need to go to sleep. <laughs> um, but speaking of sleep, we should probably go do that. Um, did you want to tell the good people where they can check us out? You can find have- us online at the various places where we exist online, including Twitter, TLAT Podcast, including Instagram, TLAT Podcast. We have an email. I think it's TLAT Podcast at gmail.com. I never remember. It's a whole thing. No, you remembered it. Like, that's it. Sick. All right, cool. Uh, alcohol makes you brain better, apparently. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the views expressed by Ashley Berkeley do not reflect those of Adrian. Um, actually, they do, but I figured I would just say that yeah. out loud because that way, when you try to alcohol the brain better and you don't, they're like, Well, I heard Adrian Ashley on the podcast. We are not, we are not do. medical professionals. Um, we are on the various places where you can find podcasts. This is also the number one podcast blocked by Smash Mouth. So, yes, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. And somebody once <laughs> told me that I'm before COVID. And last but not least, the most important safety tip of all, don't get swallowed by a whale. I was walking with the For more great podcasts, visit adrianhasissues.com.